0: Delta Green, the role-playing game is a horror-themed tabletop RPG that uses dice and collective storytelling to help shape the narrative of the game. The handler presents story elements and situations to the agents who have free agency to make choices that govern their characters' lives. In the context of this game, Delta Green is a covert agency embedded in the upper echelons of government to stop supernatural threats and to prevent those threats from ever being revealed to the world. We at Doom Vision are playing Impossible Landscapes, a campaign of scenarios set in the world of Delta Green. Impossible Landscapes was written by Dennis Detweiler and published by ArcDream Publishing. For more information, please visit delta green.com or arcdream.com. All information will be listed in this episode's description.
1: Previously on Doom Vision.
2: Handler Marcus shows up at the McAllister building to check in with the agents. Marcus and Claudia fill him in on the events over the past two days and Handler Marcus informs them he's been doing his own research on the tenants of the McAllister building. He tells them that all the tenants in the building have not been in contact with anyone for several months and they have not been paying rent or their utilities. He advises the agents to look into the building itself using records at City Hall and to interview the remaining tenants. Meanwhile, Ness investigates the item that the strange woman left behind for her in apartment 10B and discovers it is a book titled The King in Yellow. She makes her way downstairs in time to catch handler Marcus before leaving and asks if he knows anything about the book. He begins to read it and goes into a trance, unable to stop. Marcus rips the book from his hands, freeing him of this trance. He informs the agents that the book is actually a play. After he leaves, the agents go to Mac's bar for a much-needed drink and bond over the experiences of the last couple of days. While ordering shots and paying for drinks, Marcus feels the urge to share the yellow sign and draws it out on a napkin and has Mac tape it above the bar. Before leaving, the group notices a very intoxicated patron walking out. After leaving, the agents are walking back towards their hotel when a car comes barreling onto the sidewalk, hitting Marcus. Find out what happens next on this episode.
3: Welcome to Doom Vision. My name's Kevin. I'll be your handler this evening. If you listen to last episode, I think
1: we had a little something happen. One of our characters isn't feeling so hot. So,
3: you all see Marcus get plowed into by this car. And you hear that song from the open window of the driver just plows into him, hits Marcus and then careens and hits a telephone pole <sighs> you guys are just sitting there in shock what do you do Marcus is laying on the ground blood is coming from some area on his head maybe um, he, he, he looks like he's in bad shape he's got cuts all over him he doesn't look so hot what do you guys do Um, actually, wait, let's roll for damage. Um, go. Marcus, you take 10 points of damage.
2: Max damage. That's rough.
3: Got blood pouring out of every orifice in his body.
4: How do we know it is every orifice?
3: You check his pants <laughs> <laughs> Alright What do you do?
4: Um, I'm gonna yell Oh my god And run over And I'm gonna try to heal him Because I have That with my background I have um, first aid And I have Medicine
3: Okay, why don't you make a first aid
4: let's I passed,
3: okay, so um go ahead and do a d four see if you can stop the bleeding
4: oh, that is max healing from a d four for four points,
3: so maybe she uh maybe she uh does she like rip something of her own and like wrap yep. it around him real quickly yeah
4: like uh, she has a long sleeve shirt on, and she just like rips off a sleeve like the adrenaline is pumping, she's just. She's. She can't believe that just happened.
3: Yeah, and she's a vet, so like. She's a
4: veterinarian.
3: So she t- she tre- she's treating him like a horse.
4: Yes. <laughs> like a very very sh- more like a jackass, a donkey. She pulls
3: out a gun <laughs> and shoots him, puts him out of his misery.
4: <laughs> Not quite. That would be Ness.
3: Ness, yeah. give me one of your guns. I got to put this guy out of his misery.
4: <laughs> this is the honorable thing to do. No, she rips the sleeve off, and she is going to start. Trying to bandage up any open wounds that she sees, she maybe she has to give him chest compressions and mouth to mouth. As much as she know, like she doesn't even care that he's a sleazeball. She's this is she's just in the moment, needing to save his life.
3: Yeah. So you put your mouth up to his, and then Ness, you see him smile and like just like <laughs> just, just like on Sandlot.
2: <laughs> he is not squints.
3: Wendy Peppercorn.
2: <laughs> My darling. <laughs> So, during all that, I would have run up with Claudia, and as soon as I see her, like, just jump into action doing this first aid, I'm going to hightail it back to the bar to call 911.
3: Okay. All right, you run back in. Um, Max there, and he sees you bust in, and he's like, Hey, what's going on? You look like you're flushed.
2: I need your phone now.
3: Oh, uh, here it is. Bing, and he puts, like, this cradle phone on.
2: Okay, I'm going to pick it up and dial 911 and report that there's been an accident.
3: It's a rotary phone, so you're like... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right, yeah, okay, okay so you yes. dial 911, mm-hmm. um, and you explain the situation and stuff, and we can go through that. Um, while you're outside, um, Veronica? Yes. You're tending to his wounds. The guy who hit him, mm-hmm. he stumbles out of the car, blood's pouring from his head and he is very drunk and he goes oh shit oh my god hey uh, is he okay i'm so sorry
4: do i recognize him from being in the bar
3: yeah he was the drunk guy in the bar that yeah in the last episode and um he he said like oh i got a taxi and he didn't um and he decided to drink drive drunk drive. Drive drunk.
4: I figured I'll tend to him because after Marcus, because he's at least mm-hmm. conscious.
3: Yeah. So, so you finish up and with I'll, him, and
4: so I'll yell at him. I'll be like, "Sir, I'll, I'll I'll be with you in just a second. Let me just stabilize this this man right here. I will I will happily help. I I think my friend just went to call an ambulance. They're on their way.
3: Okay. And um, okay. So yeah, you you do that. you, you finish up with Marcus. He gains his hit points back. Some of them. And um, this older man, he's just kind of sitting there, holding his head. He looks like he's, um, like he's very drunk, really be- bewildered, um, kind of doesn't know what what's going on.
4: I walk up and I rip his sleeve off, and I da- I bandage him with his own. Oh, the new shirt. Okay,
3: yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, okay, yeah. So you rip off his shirt, um, and he's like, "Did you see him?
4: Did I see him? Did I hit
3: that other guy?"
4: There's tons of people here. It's New York. What other guy?
3: There was a, there was a, fuck, my head. There was a homeless guy. He, he, he was walking by. I, I, th- I was swerved to miss him. I thought I was going to hit him. He had like a snake around his neck or something. It was fucking weird.
4: As soon as she hears a homeless guy with a snake, she's going to whip around and start f- like frantically looking around.
3: Yeah, you look around, you don't see anything. And then you hear, like, sirens.
4: I have a question. Do I need to do a sanity roll due to violence?
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that'd be great. She's adapted to violence. Yeah, I'm um, adapted. Ness is adapted to violence, so she does not take penalties from sanity from... Um, yeah.
4: I passed by 12%.
3: Okay, perfect. So, yeah, you don't take any sanity. You're kind of used to seeing, like, you know horses
4: gotcha man do you,
3: do, 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 in your vet practice do you mainly do horses
4: not not mainly
3: like surgery on goldfish i'm just curious i mean kevin is curious that
4: sh- veronica is and claudia for that matter are from iowa so like horses would be things that she has treated like before.
3: horses dogs whatnot.
4: okay yeah um i was just gonna say this is gonna be a real fan favorite episode because Marcus has been unconscious this whole time so he can't say anything shitty (laughs) that doesn't mean Troy can't but nice
3: boobs (laughs) so you hear the sirens they're coming along that guy you're treating him you ripped off his sleeve Um, you bandaged his head up a little bit Um, just doing all the first aid stuff that you know how to do you're still in the bar you you, you finish maybe what do you want to do you're in the bar
2: After I get off the phone with 911, I would go back out to check on Marcus and Claudia and assess the situation. See if, you know, I I would go up to Claudia. Hey, what do I need to do? Is there anything I can do to help you?
3: Yeah, and you look and Marcus looks like his arm is broken. Like, it it looks like he's going to be in a cast.
4: Um, So, Claudia, or... Veronica is going to tell us, can you just stand guard with Marcus and just stay with them for a bit? I'm finishing up with this guy. He shouldn't be too much longer. He, he obviously is in better shape, but I'm getting this guy calmed down and, and then I will, I'll, I'll join you over there, but I, I definitely need to talk to you after this.
3: Um, they're going to have to amputate. No, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, holy shit. Troy's, ju- Troy's
3: just <laughs> looking at me.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll go stay with Marcus until the uh, ambulance gets here.
3: <laughs> this is good podcast material, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Marcus.
4: <laughs> what are your no, thoughts,
3: Troy? Not my penis.
4: <laughs> I'm passed out. <laughs> Marcus is, but Troy isn't. Trey was just letting it go. Fair enough.
3: He soiled himself. Okay. All right. So the the ambulance arrives. Police arrive. Um. And so they're assessing. Uh, they they load Marcus up. He's still out. They load him up into the ambulance. Does anybody want to ride with him, or do they want to just like, or do you guys want to like, let him go and then you guys?
2: I think we should both ride with him. Why don't you ride with him and I'll talk with the police because they're going to want a statement on what happened. So why don't you go? I'll stay back, talk with the police, and I'll meet you at the hospital. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
3: Okay. All right. That all um, goes down. So you, you're you going to stay behind, talk to the police. Um, it seems like it's a pretty cut and dry case of a drunk driver hitting a guy. Uh, you don't really have to fib. You don't really have to lie you can just be like yeah this is happening well you know, we're, in it, we're innocent
4: i have to lie because i'm gonna tell the ambulance like yeah i'm his girlfriend claudia i need to oh stay yeah yeah
3: I, I just meant like normally with like delta green agents they have to be like that wasn't a spaghetti monster that was my dog you know what i mean right uh they have to like keep everything under wraps but this is just a court we left
2: the bar car swerved off the street hit him but what happens when they go to questions
4: the drunk guy
3: yeah, so I think they were going to take him to the hospital first. Um, and then. And then, like, uh, I think they were going to take him to the hospital first, and then, you know. Probably I think let that, him sober up. Yeah, they, up they do and... the first aid stuff first, and yeah. then, they'll, then they'll cuff him and throw him in jail. Right in the fucking slammer. So.
4: At least a 72 hour hold.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is probably not his first, um,. Offense. you know dui you know he's probably run over loads of people <laughs> so um all right so you hop in the ambulance right you're staying behind
2: yep i will
3: according to tv they only let one person in the ambulance
2: yeah yeah so
3: <laughs> that's my only knowledge of how that works so you're gonna go where did you say you were gonna go
2: i was just gonna talk with the police oh give yeah, my yeah. okay so you give and your then And go meet them at the hospital.
3: So yeah, you do all that. Yeah. A couple hours past. It's getting to be like, you know, really late, you know, it's really early in the morning. Um, you know, so you guys eventually meet at the hospital, Marcus, they have to, you know, do some surgery on him, you know, reset his arm, um, reattach things, um, penises, (laughs) uh, stitch him up, you know, bandage him up. He's, he's all messed up. Um, and uh so yeah, you're waiting you'd be waiting for hours. Maybe you guys would pass out in the waiting room or whatever. Probably. So time passes. Okay, so in those hours that have passed, um while Troy's character, while Marcus is getting surgery, um I have to make a roll for first aid. So to see if he's able to restore any of your any more of your hit points while you're in the hospital. And they patch you up. Unfortunately, you don't restore any hit points. The doctor who served you uh didn't pass his so he wasn't able to like give you more vitality. Mechanic like game mechanically speaking, he wasn't able to like restore. Otherwise you would have gotten another D4. That's like how the rules work. So that was just a die roll. So um yeah he was just an intern. <laughs> he, he's just like a you know, he did a really shitty job on your stitches. So <laughs> um but yeah so so they patch him up. He's he's You've been out this whole time. You have a cast, and and a neck brace. M- maybe there's like a big wire bar, like a big bar between your arm and your thing, and it holds your arm up. I'm, I'm just kidding. You're you're in a cast and a neck brace. I think that's a good look for Marcus.
2: We should sign his cast. We should. Does it matter which arm is casted?
3: Ooh, we could make that to a roll. Do you want to roll for which arm? Uh. We could do like a 50-50 and just do, um, you know, under er, like fifty and under is left. Wait, wait oh wait, how about this? Um, make a luck roll. Fifty and under is your is your non-dominant. 50, Fifty-one and over is your dominant hand. Okay,
0: so I would say that Marcus is probably right-hand dominant. Uh, so. So you want to you want to get fifty and under. Fifty and under. that's a 11 critical okay so how about a wrist cast <laughs> so, okay
3: so instead of like an arm sling maybe uh, maybe you did a uh, um. yeah so you're able to like have motion yeah it's just your it's, it's your forearm that's broken and it's not like all the way up your arm elbow
0: so you have like a you have a wrist cast it just goes up to your forearm and when we're talking neck cast are we talking like like one of the, like the foam ones, or are we talking like one of the plastic ones that like holds my chin? I in meant place? like the
3: foam ones, like the the regular okay. old foam one, just to make sure you don't like turn your head too suddenly.
0: So not one of those that's
2: like screwed into his
0: skull. No, no, no.
3: <laughs> as much as as fun as that would be to role play, like <laughs> just <laughs> having him walking around like, oh, I got to deal with this thing as an FBI agent, and like having his arm out and Troy you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of assholes. All right, so
4: y'all, we didn't do shit.
3: So yeah, it's me mostly. Um,
2: yeah, she saved you.
0: Four. What kind points. of life is this?
3: And, and before we get people angry that I hit him with a car, um, I knew I was going to hit him with a car many, many episodes ago. So that's just something that you got to think about.
0: <laughs> Episode one, you were like, "Fuck that guy, we're going to hit him with the car." No, there's a there's a
3: real reason. There's a real reason why I did that. So. Um, Maybe one day you'll find out, listener at home So You Are laying in your hospital bed You guys are in the waiting room There's a big box TV in the corner
4: Is Roseanne playing?
3: Yeah, because that was like Nick at Night Yeah, so Nick at Night's playing On the TV um, There's like Reader's Digests Other 90s type things Troy Marcus is laying in bed you wake up First thing you see is you're laying down It's a very dark room It's nighttime it's still In a few hours sun hasn't come up yet You're looking at the ceiling And you don't see any nurses or anything you see some maybe some lights from your monitoring uh, machines and you're laying in this bed do you do you do anything do you think anything what's what's Marcus thinking he's he's kind of out of it he probably has a concussion um his he's in probably some pain but he's like that numb kind of pain like where you you you're on medication but it still fucking hurts. So, do
0: I have a morphine drip? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so I think I would I would try and sit up. Okay, but I All don't right. think that's gonna work. You have like a little remote thing next to you that you can like adjust the bed with. Um. So I think I think Marcus is gonna take stock of kind of what's going on, gonna like check out the the cast on his arm, mm-hmm. and then with his left hand, kind of feel. His neck, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And you,
3: and you you, feel- your your face is like purple, kind of bruised, you know, and you have scratches and things, and those those
0: really hurt. Um, and then, do you use like the little remote to go? Rrr. Does the remote have like the nurse call button? Yeah, I'm gonna press that. Okay,
3: so, Bing, Bing, that button. You wait a little bit. Nobody's nobody comes and then you look sitting in the corner is a figure you look there's like a dim light shining and you see a pair of bare feet dirty and then you hear
0: who are you I think, I think you were trying, trying to, reach to reach me. No, for real, who are you? I have gone, gone by, by many names.
1: Are you the doctor? No. And
3: then he leans forward and you see his face like he has the face of a lion almost with his shaggy mane you see the thick snake wrapped around his neck he says
0: it's It's nice nice to to meet meet you you. Marcus how do you know my name and then after I say how uh, how do you know my name I, I want to like start pressing violently on the button for yeah for the nurse don't
1: Don't worry about about that (laughs) I am here to to serve serve you in whatever way way that I I can can.
0: what do you mean serve me
1: well I'm I'm a purveyor purveyor of information 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 has has its its Perks.
0: Where is Abigail Wright?
1: Mm, the the girl. girl. I know I of the, the girl. girl. I, I do know, know where she resides. resides. Would, Would you like, like me to, to tell you? you?
0: Yes. And and after I say yes and. I'm I'm gonna set the the controller down for, for the nurse. I'm gonna be done trying to summon somebody else to the room. He comes over to you, he stands up.
3: He's wearing army fatigues. Comes over and he walks close to you. He says, I can, I can tell, tell you. you.
1: Where Where she resides. And who she she resides resides with. If you'd like like to know. About About the, the... King.
3: He leans into you. Gets close to your ear. And he starts to whisper.
1: And then... You wake up. And the
3: sun is flooding into your room. So from that, mechanically, I need you to gain plus 3% to your unnatural skill. Wake up Like you feel like that was 100% real that happened
4: Troy's real life Frustration is palpable right now
3: You can't remember Anything that he whispered to you The only thing that you can remember Is his final words Which were
1: Go Go then in your your bottle bottle, find find your your truth. truth
3: and so those words are echoing in your mind go then and in your bottle find your truth what the fuck
0: so I think I'm just I'm gonna sit there for a while And then kind of of do the the, the same thing I did in my dream, kind of take stock of the cast, the neck brace, and then push the call button.
3: Okay. And then um, you wait a couple seconds, and uh, this friendly-looking nurse pokes her head in, and she's like, you know, she goes,
0: Oh, hey, you're awake. Yeah. Is anybody with me?
3: She looks around it, No Um You do have some visitors I was I told them you were sleeping That they could come back Can you
0: See if they can come in
3: Sure I'll go get them right now My name's Louise I'll be your nurse
0: Thanks Louise Can
3: Can you go get them please Yep And then she leaves Um Eventually Um Veronica uh Claudia I mean and Ness Vanessa walk in I'm assuming they're holding like balloons and get well hell no I am not bouquets of flowers. I
4: have not had time to go and prepare for this
3: big giant teddy bears with hearts all over them
2: we we probably look haggard as hell like sitting in a waiting room all night maybe getting a nap here and there but I'm betting that we just look like, dog shit right now. Absolute dog shit.
0: I almost died and you guys are worried about how you look.
4: Uh, No, that's just us out of character. Oh, okay. I'm just setting the scene and the picture. We're vain about our fake alter egos.
3: (laughs) All right. You guys, uh, you guys got shit for sleep last night. I need you all to, I need you, you got okay, Marcus. You got okay sleep.
4: You were medicated. Uh,
3: Ness and, uh, Claudia, you take 1d6 willpower damage from exhaustion.
4: Well, we got little bits of sleep. Doesn't that count for something? Divide it in half? No?
3: No, because we were, you we guys were at, at the bar for a while and then let stuff happen. Sleeping in a waiting room doesn't help.
4: I rolled a five. I rolled a 4 So you four. guys, take,
3: the, you guys take, take that willpower damage. And until you guys get until you guys get another full night's, of, night's rest or even if you sleep shortly after this you're going to take a minus 20 to all of your skill checks
2: how do we regain our willpower
3: okay so what you want to do is when you go to sleep you'll lose that penalty for the minus 20 and then you'll roll a d6 to regain whatever hit, uh, willpower back Minus 20% to all your skill checks until you get some sleep.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, it's it's all part of the exhaustion penalty.
4: So when so. we roll that, we just automatically deduct 20% from it, the roll?
3: Yeah, until you guys get sleep. So, you know, like, if right, right after this, if you guys go back to the hotel, get some sleep, sleep till noon or one or whatever, because um, right now it's like 6, 7 eight in the morning.
0: So, yeah. Okay. So if, just for an example, if your alertness is 20 your alertness goes to zero and you can't pass that skill check no matter what.
3: Um, you would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like if you're at a 40, it's now a 20. and So you have to beat a 20. Um, but yeah, if you're at, if you're at base 20 or something like that, you're going to, you're not going to be able to do it. So
4: until you're I get not alert,
3: a, that makes sense. You're not alert. You're exhausted
4: until I get a good night's sleep. I'm going to have all of you guys look away from my roles. <laughs> if it's a tw- base of 20.
3: Um, is there anything you guys want to say to him? He's awake. He looks like he got hit by a car.
4: Um, yeah, I think we're, we're like just about to, like, we're walking in the door and he's probably pumped on morphine. And we'll be like, hey, how are you feeling? I, I know that's the dumbest question to ask right now, but I, I can't even believe this all happened?
0: What happened? I don't remember anything.
4: Well, so... We were at the bar. We... I think we all finally got to a point of understanding each other. I mean, as much as we can. And we left to go back to the hotel, and... That drunk guy that was talking with Mac, he... he, I remember him saying something about how he was getting a taxi, but he didn't. He got in his car, and he smashed into you. But here's the weird thing. And I'm going to move closer to his bed. I'm going to get right to his side and I'm going to be speaking directly to him. He said he saw a homeless man with a snake and he swerved to hit him. And that's why he hit you. He swerved to not hit him? Or he swerved to not hit him, yeah. Uh, Everything just happened so fast and I was able to to help you out and help him out a little. And once I knew you were okay and just everything was just so sudden. Ness, I, I I probably missed so much.
2: Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even know one minute we're walking down the street. The next you were lying on the sidewalk, unconscious and bleeding. And Claudia here, she really went into like savior mode. I'm, I'm impressed. Like I I kind of stood there in shock. I've obviously been in those situations. Not that situation specifically, but I've been in combat situations before and even I was just kind of stunned for a minute and you really like leaped in, in into action. I'm Yeah, it's all kind of a blur at this point. Yeah, my um
4: my sister's a veterinarian, so I I've heard a lot of, like, first-aid tips from her and, like, what to do with animals, and I just kind of figured that some of those would apply to humans, too. But, I mean, it was just very in the moment, like, you were... The moment you hit, and she shudders, I knew that I just needed to get to you and make sure that you were okay.
0: Well, thank you. I... I appreciate it. What else did the guy say?
4: Just that he... He saw that that homeless man, which, I mean, at this point, after everything that we have all experienced individually, collectively, I... I can't discount what he said he saw, even if he's drunk, because it was too exact to what Nest saw. The homeless man, ragged, snake on snake around his neck and arms, just in the middle of the street. He said he swerved to miss him and he asked if he were okay and I I I got him to calm down enough to be able to treat him, but I can't help but think is is everything at this point connected ...to why we are here.
0: Ness, when you saw that guy, the homeless man, what was he wearing?
2: Um, from what I can remember, just rags. Like, clothes that he had found off the street or that had been given to him at a homeless shelter like they weren't nice clothes um yeah I I don't remember anything specifically about his clothes I was pretty focused on that snake that was around his neck I also can't help but to
4: think about the call the call that came in when you were you know Trying to summon person Saying have you Have you seen him Have you seen it What if what were, What if that man wasn't a man
1: Alright
3: so what happens next So you guys have this conversation Talking about what happened you want to leave Marcus here, or do you want to go? Do you guys want to go do the, the the research that um. Uh, the handler.
4: I don't know if we should leave him alone.
3: Or you want to wait until Marcus is out of the hospital? You guys still have a job to do. You guys are still investigating. Um,
0: guys, I'm, I'm really tired. Why don't you guys go get some rest? It's, super early.
4: Do you do you want us to stay with you at all? Like we can, we can take shifts. Yeah, we could totally keep keep an eye on you, keep keep you company, so you don't aren't here alone.
0: Uh, I think I'm okay. I got doctors here. Head back to the hotel, get some rest.
1: Okay,
2: okay. okay. I, if that's what you want. Claudia, why don't you head back to the hotel, get some rest? I'm gonna run down to the ER quick and see if I can get my arm stitched up a little bit and then I'll I'll come back to the hotel and we'll get some rest and come check on you here in a moment. Or here in a few hours. Okay, yeah, that yeah.
4: And if 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 I'm able to squeeze a nap in or something, maybe I can try to look into some of this stuff, make some sense out of this, all of this craziness. It's all so different than anything I've ever seen before. I never, this is all just so strange, but I I can't help but to think that we need to figure this out.
2: I agree, but we're not going to be able to figure it out on three hours of sleep in a waiting room, we need to get some rest and recharge and...
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll head back to the hotel. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. I'm gonna head out.
3: All right, so Ness, you're gonna go down and get some stitches. Yep. So you go down and go get some stitches. Uh, that happens. Um, and... Um, They stitch you up. Maybe you tell them you had a bad potato peeling accident or something. (laughs) Peeling taters. And then you guys eventually make your way back. It's morning. Like 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, something like that. Sun's coming up. It is up.
2: Do I heal at all?
3: Do you heal your hit points back? Oh, yeah, let me roll that. Let me roll that for you. See what this doctor did for you. He had a sixty. I rolled a fifty-seven. Oof. So you gain some hit points back. Do you want to roll them? Do you want, do you want me to points. roll them? I can roll them for you, or you can roll it.
2: It's up to you. Whatever you prefer. Do you like to roll dice? I do like to roll. Roll dice. it. Is it a four? One d four. Yeah, one d four.
3: Three. Ooh, you gain, re- you uh, gain three hit points back.
2: Hopefully,
4: your doctor looks like George Clooney.
2: Oh, hopefully. And the awesome thing is, is that's what I lost, so I'm gaining it back.
3: Make
1: a luck.
2: Really? Make a luck. Really?
0: I'm dead serious. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't have said that.
4: I'm no longer going to say anything. <laughs> Did 30? you roll both dice?
3: Hmm? Did you roll both dice? Oh,
2: no. You,
3: you can roll the first one. You, you, t- you got a 30. 13. On the first one. 13? He looks exactly like George Clooney. Oh,
2: <laughs> I'm
3: jealous. <laughs> um. So you get stitched up by the Cloone. Um, and he, uh, stitches you up, says, have a good day. And you get a bill for $8,000. And then But in 1995,
4: that's like 70 bucks.
3: You get a bill for
2: $80. I'll send it to Delta Green. <laughs> I'll give it to Handler Marcus.
3: <laughs> the fuck am I going to do with this? Okay, so, and then you guys make your way back to the hotel and then you go to sleep. Yep. You all are sleeping. Time passes.
4: It sure does.
3: You all sleep. Go back to your hotel. You're sleeping in the hospital all day long. Becoming evening again, I would say. Or or, or unless you want to wake up earlier. You know, you're, you're going to bed at like 8. I would say like you'd need like 8 hours from then.
2: I have a random question. In the 90s, because I was a young child, I don't know, did hotels have the security boxes in the hotel rooms, like the little lock boxes you could put your valuables in and lock up? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So before I go to bed, I'm going to take that book that I was given, along with the papers and the medallion that I found in Thomas's apartment, I'm going to put those in the lock box and lock them in there and pocket the key. Okay. And you're not letting anyone know it's in there, right? No. I, okay. I probably did that when you were in the bathroom or if, you know, I I just wanted to shove all that stuff in there. So I knew where it was at. It was secure. Put it away. um, And then I'm going to go to sleep. And since, okay, so since
4: a good chunk of time has gone by, like, like it's literally gone from like two, three in the morning to... No, it's, it's
3: more like 8 in the morning till, like, 4 in the afternoon. Okay, cause... so that's
4: enough time to get a full night's sleep, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So...
3: So, you guys can re, um, roll your d6 to regain your willpower, and then you lose that minus 20, which you never really needed anyway. Cause... I got my 4 back. Nice.
4: I got 4 as well.
3: So, you're just down 1? Yep, I'm down okay. 1. Okay.
4: So, since Ness told what she did, I would like to tell what I did. Veronica and Claudia. So, that whole ordeal was pretty jilting to her, as if this whole entire investigation hasn't been jilting to her. She saw a man die, a demon was almost summoned, there's so many weird things coming up, like plane tickets from the future, and receipts for or for apartments that are that a person has been missing for the entire time so she she gets her sleep and then while Ness is gone she is furiously writing in her notebook because she is trying to chronicle everything and then she decides maybe a shower, because she looks down at her shirt and there's Marcus's blood that guy's blood on her she is just she didn't even take time to care for herself, to clean up after herself. So she goes into the bathroom, and she's taking off her clothes. And she reaches in her back pocket, and she pulls up the X-Acto knife that was used to cut Ness. And for some reason, she's just staring at it intently. And she, her finger idly pushes the blade out. Because when, he, when Thomas Manuel dropped it, she took it so he couldn't get it again. And she shoved it in her back pocket, and she forgot completely about it until now. And so she shoves the blade up, and there's dried blood on it from when he slashed Ness. And it takes her back to a moment where she was a young child. She and someone else who looks identical to her, which happens to be her sister Claudia... They are sitting in front of their giant bed that they shared together because they are twins. And this was the moment they decided that they were going to establish a secret hiding place from their parents that they could communicate and have things for each other that were completely secret. So they slashed a slit into the middle of their, their um, mattress. And that's where they would shove stuff. And that took her back to when she woke up in a sweat one night, her twin tuition just sparking her awake, that something was not right with her sister. She tried to call, she tried to email, she tried everything she could, page her everything. And it took her going from Iowa to California, where her sister moved, to her apartment. And of course, she knew everything about her sister. Everything. So naturally, she knew where the Heidi key was. And she was able to gain access to the apartment. And she is seeing pictures. And she's looking around and seeing all these things that are her sister's. And she had communicated weekly, almost daily, with her sister. But she hadn't heard from her in about a week. And when when that had happened, she decided to go find her. And she's searching that apartment bottom to top and it dawns on her to check the middle of the mattress and that's where she finds a gun credentials of all sorts ATF FBI NSA with her sister's picture on it which looks looks exactly like her she is finding pictures of things she can't explain she's finding knives and she is finding documents with the redacted information. And she just has no clue what is going on. And in her stupor, she finds a letter listed to Claudia saying her wallet's missing. And she feels like this is the only reason, the only way that she can figure out where her sister is, what happened, because it had come in about two days before. And so she decides to go to New York. And this one exacto knife has taken her on this entire mental journey until Ness returns to the hotel room and snaps her out of it.
2: Oh, that's deep. A little bit of background on Miss Veronica. Veronica slash Claudia. Dang.
4: Phew, that's heavy. This whole time she has assumed Claudia's identity in order to try to find her sister. And you guys all know her as Claudia at this point.
3: Well, nicely done. That was a nice little snippet into Claudianica's life. Um, And, um... I think it's interesting when you see something that brings you back to a certain point in your life, especially one with dealing with trauma. Um, You know, holding something and you say, oh, that reminds me of that one time that something horrible happened to me. I wish it was the opposite way around. Holding something and then makes me think about how happy I was once. It's usually not that way. Anyway, moving right along. So, what do you do now? You guys wake up. From your sleep. You regain your exhaustion. You're feeling better. But now like your hours are all screwed up. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll start with you guys, Ness and Veronica. What do you want to do? You have a job to do. I have things to do. Marcus is kinda out of the picture. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get released soon. Um, or maybe he'll just fucking leave. He's crazy like that.
4: He is known to just go to, go to JFK and try to get on a plane to go.
2: I think I would have been too exhausted when I came back to take a shower. I probably would have just locked that stuff up and collapsed. So I'm going to take a hot shower. And then I think Ness at this point, she's very mission driven, but with everything that happened, especially the little bonding moment that we all had in the bar. I think that she would want to kind of put the mission aside for a second and probably want to go back to the hospital, check on Marcus, make sure that he is recovering okay, that no weird shit has happened to him while he's in there before marching forward. Like, she wants to make sure...
3: You want to, like, call, call him? You could call him in the hospital as opposed to making the trip down there. Be like, hey, when are you going to be released or whatever. Just a thought.
2: Yeah, that's a a good idea. I'll uh, pick up the room phone and call the hospital and see if they can patch me into his room. And I'll just check in with him and make sure that he's doing okay.
3: Okay. Yeah, so a really old 90s phone is on the wall, Troy. It starts to ring. I I would assume that that's how that works.
2: You don't
0: remember. Uh, I'm not going to answer it. So... (laughs) You have a bad
2: history with phones.
0: I have a good reason. Okay. So as soon as they leave my hotel room, I'm going to be slamming on the morphine button. Oh, fuck. Your hospital room. Trying to get back to sleep. Oh, okay. Because I I can't remember what he said to me, but I want to get back to sleep to see if he comes back.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Okay. And while you were sleeping after they left your room... Um. And, and you, you, so you're sleeping. Um. He doesn't visit you. You don't have any more strange interactions or anything like that. You you had that. And as much as you tried to knock yourself out, it didn't necessarily work. So so you kind of had this idea that maybe if you passed out, went back to sleep, or whatever, he would come back to you, but. He won't. He didn't. It didn't.
0: And and that's not going to stop me from continuing to try. Understanding that like a car wreck hurts, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be pressing that morphine button every time I have an opportunity to try and go it's like back $100 to sleep. Like hundred dollars every time you
3: hit it. <laughs> Drug
4: induced coma. This explains so much. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So yeah, you keep you keep pounding that button and keep passing out and you'd wake up every now and then. So you're still out. You're going to, I mean, with that, do
0: you want to be out and for like, till the next day, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. I, okay. I would say, you know, a mixture of the hurt from getting hit by a car. And then, um, the, the psychological part of the dream, and some of the shit that I've seen in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, why don't you make a sanity for all that?
3: We we kinda glossed over that, but that was definitely an event where you should have some sanity.
0: This is the one time I agree with you. Yeah.
3: What do you I f- got? I failed. You failed. Yep. I rolled the I rolled the sanity damage like I don't know, twenty minutes ago. We need to have a talk about this.
4: Like a private talk or one you can no, have right now?
3: Because you lost six points of sanity damage. Where are you at? Well, don't tell me.
1: Okay. Don't
3: tell them, but tell me like, I don't know. Send me a message or something like that. If, if, you're, if, you're, oh, gotcha. if you're at your breaking point. But here's the thing. You have temporary insanity. (gasps) So here's what's gonna have to happen. At some point you either flee, flight flee, fight, or submit.
4: Gene Marcus, what kind of boy are you? you?
3: either maybe when you woke up or as you're trying to like pound that button, you know.
0: So, how long before I wake up? What what time would you say it is when I wake up?
3: Um, when they we may have to like reverse this cuz I didn't have you roll that right away. But because if you're going to fucking leave, they're not going to see you. You know what I mean? So it was 8 a.m., right, when the sun was rolling in and stuff, and you just woke up from seeing from that interaction, and then they came into your room. Yeah, my, my fuck up. But
0: So I guess, I guess, what time is it when I wake up from trying to push the button so many times? In-
3: okay, um, I would
1: say that you you hit like eight hours, so you were at 4, 4 p.m. Okay. And
0: and so I would say that the first step of that insanity in that fight or flee was pushing that button, trying to get back to where I was. Now I want to rip out my IVs and leave the hospital.
3: Oh my God. Okay. Shit. So you're going to flee.
4: God damn it, Marcus. Are we going to have to so, chase you so, naked down the road? So
3: you're going to run away incoherently for a number of turns equal to your con
4: that could be a lot. Holy fuck.
3: What's your con? That's a uh, number of turns, so it'll be like a minute or something. Okay, or but if 13. it were my
4: con, yeah, that's
3: yeah. Okay. So, so you're you're so you wake up from that thing, you have that interaction, you hold it together, you're pounding that fucking morphine, you pass out for eight hours, you wake up and do and... I have
0: control over where I flee?
3: Uh, I picture it like any time you see on TV when like uh, a person is trying to like escape the hospital, they're ripping their shit out like frantically. You're not gonna jump out the window, of course, but you're gonna like you're in a hospital gown, you got your arm in a cast, you have your neck, you know, and so you're like, oh fuck, and then you're pulling these things out and it hurts really bad, and there's blood coming off your arm and stuff, um, you know, from your IVs, IV drip, and um, you. Just run out of that room, and where do you want to go? Like where, where? Where does Marcus run to?
0: Abigail White's bathroom. Wright's bathroom.
3: So he runs like down the road.
0: I'm just gonna run to. Are are my effects in the hospital room? I, I assume that I would. Yeah, like uh, your your pants and stuff. So you are going to yeah. get dressed really quickly. I'm, I I am going to find. What I saw in my dream and, the oh. la- and and the last thing that sticks in my mind about what was in my dream is I was close. So I'm gonna go back to where I knew I was close.
3: Okay. okay. Um, okay, so maybe you grab your clothes and you're throwing them on really quickly as you're running out the door you're you're throwing all your clothes on um, and you just start running you're you're getting manic. Alright, so you run out, you, like nurses are running by uh, and, and they're like, sir, sir, you need to, you need to go, Please go back to your room Fuck you Okay <laughs> Okay, and, the, and then they uh, They're like, sir, sir, you need to go back to your room And then you just run by them Yeah, I'm not gonna stop and engage So you run out You, you just run out into the street You, I, I picture him like having pants on And then he has just like this flowing gown over him Or whatever Probably doesn't even grab his shirt. You've got about a half a mile to run. You're you're booking it down the street. Some people are giving you weird looks. Like, what the hell is that guy up to? Um, you got a cast on your arm. You got a neck brace. You're all bruised up. Um, you got a, a hospital gown like shirt on you, um, and you're just booking it, running it, running as fast as you can. You're you're equally terrified. You're also angry. You're you all these things that have happened to you since you took this job are all flooding into your brain right now as you're running and running and running and eventually you make it back to the McAllister building and you're standing in front of it sun's beating down it's um you know 4.30 in the afternoon you're looking at this building
0: what do you do? Go to Abigail. Abigail Wright's apartment. Okay. Um, who has the key?
2: I have the key. What
4: but you gonna is do? that going to stop him if he's in a psychosis?
0: I'm going like, to start banging on the fucking door. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think you're probably like, you're
3: you're there now. You're not uh, you're not in that flea mode anymore. You, thirteen turns isn't super long. It's really really fast in combat. So you go in and start banging on the door You want to hit the buttons and shit Yeah and and drag my hand down the Okay Right. And You Hear a voice come out of the box That says
0: Who's this FBI
1: FBI Come on pal
0: FBI, open up.
1: Make a persuade. Pass. Okay, all right, here we go. Here, here. Come on up.
0: Go right to Abigail Wright's apartment. the door locked it's still locked
3: i don't think i think you have a key you have the key right so you yeah, uh, Ness, vanessa has the key so you're locked yeah they would lock it when they leave so
0: so i i understand that the psychosis is over but the anger and frustration mm-hmm. yeah.
3: is not sure so yeah you want to kick it i'm gonna kick the fucking yeah. door in strength times five
0: Pass by 1%. Pass
3: by 1%. Okay. All right. You bust the door down. (laughs) Kick it in. You see that apartment. And you see all of the things on the wall. You see that bathroom. What do you want to do? I want to go look in the mirror. You want to go look in the mirror? Make sure I'm gripping the sides of the sink, staring into the mirror, Are you going to write on the ground again? It's already there. Still there? She she scrubbed it. it. She scrubbed it. You
0: cleaned the permanent marker? She cleaned it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I scrubbed it.
3: Yeah, she told me that she did, yeah. Okay. You want to go out and grab a marker and stuff and do it again?
0: Oh. I want to yell at the mirror.
3: Okay, so what do you want to yell at the mirror? Show yourself. Show yourself, you pussy. Show yourself. So you're looking at... Marcus is looking at himself. He's all bruised up yelling, show yourself, show yourself. Show yourself.
0: Nothing happens. What does he do? Take my casted hand and punch the window, punch the mirror.
3: Okay, you wanna hit the mirror? I wanna punch the mirror. You wanna punch the mirror? you punch the mirror the shards go into your hand your hand gets all bloody okay it's it's intense pain the mirror
1: shatters nothing happens
0: okay I want to go out back into the main room okay And start ripping shit off the walls. Okay. Okay. The phone. Do you want to be looking at it at all? Nope. Okay.
2: He's just pretty much in a bit of rage throwing a temper tantrum right now.
3: So you go out there. You're ripping stuff off the wall. You grab a phone. You throw it on the ground. Bing! Grab some papers. Rip them off the wall. They're all... lying everywhere picture him just yelling screaming
0: you know what's he saying um I, I think just mostly like grunts and screams like I'm Mm-mm. not making coherent words except other than uh, uh, I want to yell go then in your fucking bottle find your fucking truth and then just start lots of screaming ripping everything off the fucking wall. Everything. Phones, papers, walkie-talkies, whatever the fuck is on the wall, I'm just raging, ripping shit off the wall. All right. So you grab one of... You grab this...
3: Go to grab this large piece of electronic equipment. It looks like an old army style um, walkie talkie. It's a backpack sized it's camo green on it. and it like has like a like a receiver like on it that you would use to call like, you know and as you go to like you're raging and you go to grab that and then all of a sudden it springs to life. It says, Hello.
1: This is Agent Marcus.
3: Fade to black. And we'll find out what happens next time on Doom Vision.
4: Hey there, Doomers! If you like what we put out every week and want more behind the scenes content, follow us on our socials at doom vision podcast on instagram doom vision pod on twitter at doom vision podcast on tiktok and give us a search on facebook under doom vision podcast make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts it apple or spotify and leave us a review thank you we appreciate you and
1: we hope you're enjoying the doom vision podcast